All right. Welcome. Welcome to Know Your Roles, the podcast where we find those unexpected connections across all your favorite mixed media from film, television, sports, music. We talk food. We talk all kinds of stuff and we talk to some interesting people in the process. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Kleinman, and this is my co-host, Mr. George Payton Gordon Gecko III. Take it away, George. Thanks, Dave. Gordon Gecko. That's that, that's got to be in the top five. I love love me some Wall Street. So, good job with the reference today, uh, Dave. We got a fun one. It's just going to be uh, me, you, and producer Mary Best. We're going to be doing one more round talking about action heroes and sandwiches. But before we get to that, how are you doing? Oh well, George. I am proceeding with caution, is what I would say, because online sports betting is legal in New York, <laughs> as you well know. And uh, mm-hmm. so far, $603 million <laughs> in nine days in New York uh, spent on gambling, which a very, 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 very small portion of it belongs to me. The only thing I'll say is that uh, I, I am up right now. So, uh, yeah, so it's so everything's good. <laughs> so just pray, continue to pray for me. Um, and also don't worry about me. I'll be fine. <laughs> George, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I've got a, I got a cool night, uh, in store for me while well, most of the world will be watching, uh, the uh, AFC divisional championship game between the bills and the uh, chiefs. I will be at a 70 millimeter screening of my favorite movie of all time, which is boogie nights. And anybody who's seen or been in my apartment above my right shoulder is a 36 by 24 framed uh, movie poster of that film but i've seen it maybe close to 100 times and i'm going with a friend of mine who has never seen it so i'm going to try to not yell out lines or just laugh hysterically at some of the scenes in the movie but it's the first time i've seen it in the theater since i was in my freshman year of college so so that's what uh i'm super stoked about that this evening in the 70 like yeah that's gonna be awesome 70 millimeter yeah all right george what do you say we go to the bar dave today on bar talk we've got the final season of ozark part one West M. Caleb and all the thoughts that we have about that. And finally, W. Kemal Bells. We need to talk about Cosby, which is premiering January 30th at 10 p.m. Eastern. I don't know if you saw my face there, but with topics two and three, it literally went from like the drama, like happy to sad. <laughs> like I, I couldn't help but smile when you said West Elm Caleb and then the rest. I was like, uh, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about Ozark. Um, I don't think I've ever talked to you about this. Are you a fan of this TV show? Well, I would say that I enjoy it. I am not, I don't put it as high as some other people do, to be honest with you. Like, I think that a lot of people really love it. Like a lot of people I know really, really love it and think it's great. I don't think like, I think it's a little like to me, it came, it came hot off the heels of breaking bad. And, uh, it's like very similar in, in like plot line. But I, what I will say is I'm, I'm really interested because uh, it's the last season and it's two parts and I'm very interested to, uh, to see it all come crumbling down. <laughs> Cause I, you know, I think that's the trajectory of these mm-hmm. characters. You like, you're, you're a big fan of it. No, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. There's a couple of things that kind of drive me crazy. What I do like about it though, and actually love about it. And I'm going to, uh, piggyback off uh, Van Lathan said, one of the one of the tropes about TV and uh, movies from like I don't know forever is the sort of wet blanket girlfriend or the wet blanket wife, whether it's Anna Gunn's character 
and uh, Breaking Bad. It's just so like, just let the guy do whatever he wants to, and you just be supportive. That's a, that's the trope that is. I'm I'm so glad it's sort of we're phasing out because it's not great television. It's not great in movies. The cool thing about Ozark, one of the things that I like about it is the fact that Laura Linney's character is the big bad. She's the she's the big evil, and that's kind of cool to see that sort of like get rid of that stupid like wet blanket. It was what I call it, the wet blanket wife or the wet blanket uh, girlfriend, and like have like a the super villain be be the wife, which is kind of rad. So I'm looking forward to that. And for me, as far as the ending goes, I kind of want them to keep going. I want I want maybe her, uh, Laura Linney's character to become president. I think that would be a way more interesting, <laughs> way more interesting uh, way to end it than rather than the characters meet their demise. But uh, I've watched a couple of the episodes and uh, I'm 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 enjoying it so far. But like I said, it's like I, I think it's good. It's not great. The thing that drives me crazy, even though I think it's a great actress, is uh, her southern accent drives me up the fucking wall. It's uh, Julia Garner, a hundred percent. I can't yeah. handle it. Yeah, I can't handle it. It's, I, it's Jane Vanderbeek from Barnes and Blues. Yeah, it's. I, I've seen her be good in other things. Just seeing that, I'm like, I don't think I don't like her very much, but. I've seen her and liked her in other things. Uh, one thing I will say to just to wrap this up is I agree with you about, you know, the, f- uh, the trope of like female characters not having agency. And like, that's a, that's a whole thing in, uh, in TV, but I will push back a little bit. I think breaking bad, it flipped, you know what I mean? At first she was, and like the audience's reaction to her is interesting because people are like, she's a bitch, like, which is which is the whole th- other thing to, to unpack, you know? Um, yeah. uh, but then it kind of flipped and she kind of like came into it in the same way that, that they're, that they do it, that they did it on Ozark, you know, it kind of flipped. Laura Linney wasn't, she, she it, it took her, you know, a season or two to like, to be like, she's the boss, you know, but another way that I feel like it's kind of mimicking. Well, I think that there, I think the major difference is like, the, the major difference, I guess, for me is like um, by the end of Breaking Bad, I think he, he even said it was like, I did it for me. I didn't do it for anything else. And uh, Jason Bateman's character was complicit in the beginning. And now he's just kind of wrong for the ride. And she's like, no, I'm taking over. So that's that's some of the, the subtle differences. Like, again, I don't think either one of those shows are good, not great, but they're they're entertaining. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'll put Breaking Bad way higher myself. But but uh, that's just me. I like uh I don't know. It's it's intense. Um, all right, George, what's next? What's next on the bar? Next on tap, we're going to talk about Wes Elm Caleb, or at least what we we know and what we've heard. There's already been a couple op-ed pieces written about it from the Washington Post this morning to Rolling Stone a couple of days ago. And uh, from what I've gathered is uh, Wes Elm Caleb is a serial serial dater on the uh, on the Hinge or whatever dating apps are, and uh, he's got a a habit of going on dates, making mixtapes for these girls. And then ghosting him, and uh, one one TikToker is like went on a date with this guy named Caleb. He ghosted me, and one of her followers was like, "I think I may have went on that date, a date with a guy just like that." He also made a similar mixtape, and is now he's now become like this this major TikTok villain, which in the past few days, and I'm kind of there for all of this content because like he's now like he's now like uh now on the point where like we're we're he's been memorized is what they're saying on the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like don't be like Caleb. <laughs> yeah definitely don't be like caleb um that's yeah the whole thing is is funny um how it's become how it's like exploded and and caught fire uh the the thing about it to me is that like you know it it was like 
the internet sleuth of it all. Like they figured it out and they're like, does he work mm-hmm. at West Elm? Is he this? Is he that? Does he work at West Elm? And like, it just makes me think about the true crime documentaries and stuff where, you know, the people at home on their computers, like it, they're honestly just as effective as the fucking real police. Sometimes a lot more. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, just uh, everybody. That's, that's where we should go for, for investigative purposes is uh, internet sleuth. Absolutely. They can find West Elm Caleb, you know, find out a lot of shit. All it basically took was a, was a, was a couple of keystrokes and like a, just a little, little roadmap of TikTokers. And next thing you know, they knew, they knew who he was and they knew where he worked at. So West Elm Caleb. Oh my God. Don't be West Elm Caleb. Definitely don't be. I have a yeah, feeling going to work isn't going to be super fun for him for the next uh, w- little while here. All right, George, what do we got to wrap it up? Uh, finally on tap, we're going to talk about W. Camel Bell's We Need to Talk About Cosby, which is premiering Sunday, January 30th at 10 p.m. I believe it's a docuseries that I hear it's doing very, very well. It's funny, as uh, a few years ago, I actually had a conversation about Bill Cosby with friend of the pod, Kara. And we were talking about both how both of us had recently rewatched the pilot for the Cosby Show and how good it was and how good I guess the first those first few episodes of the Cosby Show. And uh, Kara mentioned like being able to separate the dancer from the dance and like the impact that the Cosby Show had on some people's lives and and whether or not you're able to separate is like Bill Cosby's personal life from what he did in like comedy and TV show. At one point, he was like the highest paid uh, actor on TV, which is quite the feat for a person of color. I haven't seen the trailer. What 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 are your early thoughts? Um, I saw the trailer. Uh, it looks powerful. Obviously, it's like it's a big thing. It's a lot to unpack, and and for me, it's it's different because I don't have the I don't have the same relationship with Cos with the Cosby Show. Even though I was a huge fan of it as a as a kid, I watched it, you know, regularly. But you know, it wasn't it wasn't representative of of me in my life so it it i don't have so it's easier for me to disconnect maybe from it it's also like you know if you know a little bit about with we're not going to i'm not going to go go into it but like if you know a little bit about like Cosby as a predator he used that set you know what i mean he used everywhere he worked so it's like it it's rough it's rough but at the same time there's a lot of other people that worked on that show that did great work and like you know they don't their work doesn't deserve to be thrown out and and, uh you know not not respected so so yeah like you said heavy heavy shit but i'm looking forward to the documentary because he you know i think if there's anybody who who should lead that conversation it's probably kamal bell because regardless of you know anything he he really he's dogged in his in his approach and he's I, I feel like he really he comes with it so yeah we'll see we'll see it'll be a tough watch for sure but uh you know hopefully good hopefully necessary all right anything else george no that's it all right i think we're all tapped out i think it's time to uh play our game well know your rollers i think that's what i'm gonna start calling our, our listeners the know your rollers this week, it's just three of us, one more round, and we're going to be talking about action heroes and sandwiches. And just like every other week, it's like I go first, they will go second. And for their birthday, producer Mary Bess is going to be going last to kill it for all of us. So I'm going to start big, guys. I'm going heavy. I've already talked about big bads, and I want to talk about the biggest and the baddest of action heroes. And I'm going to talk about my homie, Ellen Ripley, in particular, 
the first two Alien movies, which is Alien and Aliens. Now, one of the, the themes throughout these movies, or at least the first two movies, is like a bunch of people not listening to our big bad, but the big bad dude is like, what's out there? It's fucked up. And I was like, I'm going to have to clean up the messes that you guys made. It's uh, it's simple, the sandwich I want to compare it to. I'm going to compare it to one of the, the best sandwiches out there, if that's going to be the big bad. And that is the BLT, bacon, lettuce, tomato, on white toast with mayo. Ellen Ripley is the BLT of sandwiches because that is the big bad. Dave. I'm really excited to talk about this. I love action heroes, but I also love sandwiches on like another level. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of, I have two different uh, categories of sandwiches for me. Some of them are like sandwiches in my regular rotation. And some of them are like sandwiches from my life. <laughs> so this one, uh, the first one, I'll start with the action star though, which is somebody in the regular rotation, at least when I was a kid, which is Sly Stone, who the, the thing I have to say about Sly Stone is he lays it on really thick and he will clog your arteries if you're not careful, which is why as a sandwich, he is... A prosciutto and mozzarella, prosciutto and fresh mozzarella at the Italian sandwich place. And they put that shit on so thick. They put so much prosciutto on and I have more of them than I probably should. And it, my arteries are probably not in great shape because of it, but got to keep it in the rotation. It's delicious. So sliced on is the prosciutto and fresh mozzarella. Mary Bess. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm thrilled with the topic this week, guys. I'm thrilled to be with you. Um, grew up on action movies from a very, probably way too young, from a very young age with my dad, uh, who was always a big fan of action movies and ZZ Top. Those are two of the big things I'll take with me for the rest of my life. Um, but love this topic, love sandwiches. Let's do it. My first pick is a classic. It's a go-to since I was little. His name is Arnold Schwarzenegger, otherwise known as the Terminator. One of my favorite film franchises of all time. Uh, mainly just the first <laughs> two. Yeah, if we're, we're being honest. Uh, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, to me, is the peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I've loved it since I was little. Uh, it was brought to me by my, my parent who loves me and wants to nourish me with action films and violence. Uh, and it'll always be a go-to and that's Arnold Schwarzenegger specifically as the Terminator, but <laughs> last go. action hero will also do. Nice. Kindergarten cop. Oh, kindergarten that's cop. Nice. I love kindergarten cop. Sometimes oh, I forget nice. about it. So thank you for the reminder. Yeah. It's a good movie. I, I Yeah. I loved it. I've seen it in decades, but wonderful. So I love it. True lives is great too. Oh, and True Lies. I'm so sorry. I had to say True Lies. One, another, just a phenomenal, phenomenal. I think we're going to have some crossovers, which is good because a lot of the people that I've chosen, I'm choosing aspects from their their action heroes. So my number two is John McClane from Die Hard, but not John McClane from Die Hard, the action hero. I'm talking about John McClane from Die Hard, the man who's uh, is a little, little more sensitive and has has some more layers to him. And in particular, the line is like, you've heard me say I love you a thousand times. What you haven't heard me say is I'm sorry. Giving you a little bit of layers about his personality and what kind of man he is and what kind of husband he's trying to be. And seeing that I was like, I talked about a, a John McClane having layers. I'm going to talk about a sandwich that has many layers. And that is, it's going to, we, we're talking about rye. We're talking about pastrami. We're talking about some pickles. We're talking about some Swiss cheese. We're talking about some Russian dressing to, to make that thing happen. What sandwich am I talking about? 
I'm talking about the Reuben. So John McClain, the action hero, is the Reuben of sandwiches, Dave. All right. My next one is uh, one of the like personal history ones and something I discovered in college and went nuts for it. And some one I discovered in college and went nuts for. And that's Tony Ja from uh, the Thai action movies, Ung Bak. <laughs> and they came out when I was in college and it like played at the art house and me and my bud, uh, shout out to, to Jason Raphael. Um, we went to see it and it like, it blew me away. It's so cool. He moves so fast. And uh, it was, it was like a neat, it was kind of a niche thing, you know, because it was, uh, it wasn't uh, widely disseminated in America. He was very popular in Thailand. But anyway, it was some stuff that I felt cool for just seeing, which is why as a sandwich, it's also something I had in college. It's all the sandwiches at the BU pub, which was like an underground, uh, an underground like little bar and uh, sandwich place basically for only for juniors and seniors. And like it, it had like a hidden door. Uh, Wallace really wants to go there. I, it doesn't exist anymore or like it exists, but it's different. It's not the same. I couldn't find what the sandwiches were online. I tried really hard. I need some of those internet sleuths to help me. Um, but all of them were amazing. They're all named after like different careers, like the accountant and like the politician. Um, and they were all delicious. And I spent many hours in there drinking beers and eating sandwiches. So Tony Ja is the BU pub sandwiches. <laughs> All right, Mary Bess. So my second is a personal favorite of mine. Um, I I have always enjoyed the Resident Evil films, and I would be remiss if I did not mention The Fifth Element, one of the greatest sci-fi action films of all time from Luc Besson. Um, I've seen it probably 30 times, if not more. I've watched it at least once a year since I was, I don't know, 11 years old. <laughs> But one of my all-time favorites is Mila Jovovich can do anything, can do anything and is still, still killing it. She's incredible. Um, I happen to think she's pretty amazing. And because she is so multiversated, like so dynamic, um, so much fun to watch, um, I will liken her to a turkey club. So many different layers, larger than life. The sandwich is so big that at least for me, like I have to take it in parts. Like I can very rarely eat, like take a full bite of the sandwich. Like I feel like there's so much to her. Um, and it's just a classic standard that always delivers. I always have fun watching her. So Mila Jovovich as Alice in the Resident Evil films to speak uh, to one franchise. But then of course, in The Fifth Element, one of my favorite films of all time, She's a turkey club. So good in that. Lilu, Lilu Dallas. George. Uh, so for my third choice is an odd choice. My uh, my character's name is Robert Jefferson. Now, who is Robert Jefferson? Now, in my life, I've probably seen maybe three movies more than I've seen this movie. And uh, that is Boogie Nights, Midnight Run, and Goodfellas. And then this movie, which is The Dirty Dozen. And Robert Jefferson is Jim Brown's character from The Dirty Dozen. Now, is a Dirty Dozen an action movie? Maybe. It's a war film with some action sequences. But for the most part, to me, growing up, the son of a military man in his favorite movie, which in my one of my favorite movies, is Robert Jefferson from Dirty Dozen. Now, whenever this movie is on, if I'm flipping through the channels, yes, I have cable, I flip through the channels, I have to watch it, which is why the sandwich I'm comparing to you, because whenever I go to a restaurant and I happen to see the sandwich on the menu, I have 
to get it. So Robert Jefferson, Jim Brown's character from the Dirty Dozen is the French dip of sandwiches. If I see that somewhere, I'm getting it. If I see Dirty Dozen on TV, I'm watching it. Uh, action movie or not, Jim Brown is an action star. <laughs> Period. Totally, totally. My next one is uh, somebody I love, and the descriptor I have for him is sneaky good. He's sneaky good because he usually plays characters that are kind of uh, soft spoken, and that's Jean Reno from piggybacking off Mary Be- uh, Mary Bess's uh, Fifth Element. Of course, Jean Reno, star of Luc Besson's leon or the professional um which i actually watched uh for like the million time the last week oh man that movie is nuts but he's so good he does not need to say a lot and he's a classic which is why as a sandwich he's a bon me bon me classic don't need to do much and i always get the classic with the pate and the pork roll and oh my god pickle vegetables and it's on french bread which is maybe the only good thing that france brought to vietnam uh and they they used it for good <laughs> and jean reno also he's french so there you go jean reno the bon me of sandwiches little bon me little bon you little bon us um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Nicely, nicely played. Thank well you. Played. Thank you kindly. <laughs> uh, my next pick is, uh, it's hard to pick a favorite y'all. Like there are so many, so many great action heroes. Um, this one is incredibly special to me. Um, he will always be Indiana Jones before he is Han Solo in my mind, because that is where I first learned about how cool this person was. Uh, and so if you haven't already guessed, I'm talking about Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, Jr himself archaeologist action hero lover fighter all the things and to me he is another classic and being from mississippi i have to talk about the pulled pork sandwich i got to talk about a little barbecue here on the podcast it's classic it's delicious it's sometimes kind of messy um and it's rustic and just feels feels like indiana jones would probably have a barbecue sandwich uh with, you know, I don't know, maybe he'll have a nice cocktail with it um, <laughs> while he's pouring over papers before he, you know, before he's running from the Nazis. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, Harrison Ford, always, always, always so much fun. So, so great to watch. And I love that he's a little bit of a curmudgeon these days. I, I just adore him. Nice. Pulled pork. Let's go. All right. For my fourth one, the, the theme of this is uh, simplicity. So uh, my fourth choice is uh, an action hero. In essence, it's been, it's been played by one by one actor, and it's Jason Bourne, it's Matt Damon. In particular, the two movies directed by Paul Greengrass, which is The Bourne Ultimatum and The Board Supremacy. Now, when I, when I started off talking about Jason Bourne, I'm talking about simplicity. So I'm going to mention a simple sandwich, but also a very, very amazing sandwich. And to me, Jason Bourne is the lobster roll of sandwiches. Very simple. You got the butter the mayor, mayo, and the lobster, and let's go. Jason Bourne, the lobster roll sandwiches. The butter, the mayor, and what else? <laughs> mayor. <laughs> My fourth one is someone that I, I saw when I was a kid, and I've kind of watched her along. She had success in China and Southeast Asia first, and then she became, you know, popular in the States, and that's Michelle Yeoh. She once... Uh, 
when she started her career in, in the States, she was credited as Michelle Kwan, but uh, she's in things like Shang-Chi now um, and like big, big, huge. I think she's an avatar, the new, all the new avatars. But like I said, me and her go way back because I remember uh, seeing her in Super Cop the Jackie Chan movie in the early nineties. And she is awesome. She's a badass, And of course she's in crouching tiger, hidden dragon, where she's amazing. And she's been doing this forever. And just now she's getting really popular, which is why as a sandwich, she's a Samita, a, uh, preferably a Milanese de pollo, <laughs> um, a, a thin fried chicken sandwich, a Mexican sandwich with uh, uh, cheese and beans and, or, beans as a torta but you get my drift it's a delicious sandwich and michelle yo is a badass so michelle yo is the samita of action stars amazing amazing um i have uh another um who is you know does i don't go quite as far back with this action star as i do with someone like harrison ford or arnold schwarzenegger um but someone who's i feel like has just exploded as an action hero over the last handful of years is zoe saldana who I adore. And I think she is just one of those actors who can do anything. She's incredibly diverse, incredibly complex. Like she's able to bring heart, but she's also incredibly powerful, both physically and emotionally on camera. Um, and her, just her work in avatar and, uh, guardians of the galaxy. And like in, even in star Trek, like the new, the new star Trek films, I just love watching her. Um, and I will liken her to a really lovely, a really lovely dish, a really lovely thing I like to eat, which is a Greek pita, uh, a warm pita filled with fresh tomatoes, cucumber, caramelized onions, tangy tzatziki sauce. It's fresh, it's healthy, but it's really filling and it packs a flavorful punch, just like Zoe Saldana. George, round it out for us. All right. So I went simple for my last choice. I might as well go big. For my final choice and this action hero has already been mentioned but the movie that i'm talking about is a movie that we haven't mentioned and like i said i went big big and muscular and gross and sweaty and nasty and gnarly and that's arnold schwarzenegger in particular though colonel john matrix from commando now for you guys or our listeners who have not seen commando commando is an action movie that does cocaine off other action movies <laughs> it's kind of one of the more ridiculous things has ever has ever been out. Uh, watch it again. It is is ridiculous. Uh, terrible one-liners like uh, it's like uh, I let him go or uh, stick around. All I was like all things that you need in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. So Colonel John Matrix, like I said, going big is the Cubano of sandwiches. That's ham. That's cheese. That's roast pork. That's pickles. Big and decadent. Colonel John Matrix, Cubano. Dave. Amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Commando. Get to the chopper. <laughs> um, that's the one that I remember from Commando. Uh, that movie is nuts. Like you said, cocaine off cocaine off, off of other. Yeah, that was good. Um, um, all right. My last one. The action star is someone who's a dual threat. And I'm not talking about a quarterback, of course, but. I'm talking about Charlize Theron, and that's because she is a badass action star, but she has acting chops. She's an incredible actor. Um, so you got two things going on. You got your acting, you got your badass. 
what do you get Wait, when you put them together? You get a sandwich that I once had, actually more than once, in Lima, Peru. <laughs> uh, anytime I get to mention any of my travels, I, I take that opportunity. Uh, I spent some time traveling in South America. I stayed at a hostel in Lima, and I befriended the guy who worked there, and he took me to this sandwich place called Super Rueda, <laughs> which was around the corner from the hostel, which was like where all the young kids went, all the college kids. And it was open like late night. And they had a sandwich there called Choripoyo, which was chorizo and chicken, two proteins together. And I'll tell you, on two separate occasions, I spent about seven or eight days in Lima total. I probably ate that sandwich five to eight times. It was amazing. <laughs> um, so I'll always remember that sandwich. And I'll always remember Charlize, especially as Furiosa in uh, Mad Max Fury Road, because she's awesome in that. She, it's her movie, basically. So yeah, Charlize Theron is the Super Rueda Choripoyo. <laughs> the best sandwich ever. I'm still dreaming about it. All right. MB. Nice. Love it. Love it. Uh, so my final pick to me, and, it, and again, it's hard to pick a favorite. It really is. But I think this person to me is like the all-time comfort food of action heroes. Um, and I'm just going to get straight to it. Uh, no buts about it. It's Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves specifically is Jack Traven in Speed, one of the greatest action films of all time. People on a bus, don't go below 50, or this bus will explode. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That's so good. And because that movie and Keanu Reeves just on his own feels like a comfort every time I watch him, um, he is the grilled cheese. It's a classic, one of the greatest comfort foods of all time. Delicious, cheesy as hell. So much cheese in there. And it pairs beautifully with a classic tomato soup, a little bit spicy with, uh, you know, it's smooth and, uh, you know, just like a Sandra Bullock. Nice. So for me, Keanu Reeves, action hero, he's a grilled cheese. Watch him anytime. Especially late night. I like that combination, like a grilled cheese sandwich and a Keanu action, <laughs> like point break and a fucking grilled cheese sandwich. Oh my God. Yep, absolutely. All right. I think uh I think we did it. We did it. Congratulations, everyone. We did it. Yeah, sh shout yes, out to we us. Did it. Nice job, everyone. As George George would like to say. <laughs> All right. Now we're gonna go into last call where we talk about things that we're looking forward to and what uh things are coming up on the horizon. George, what do you got for us? Uh two things, the return of billions which is a show that I am hate watching. Uh, Billions <laughs> is this TV show on Showtime. Uh, I liken it to a, a relationship that just keeps going, like a, a one-night stand that is now three years long. And Billions has lasted for like six or seven, but I have to see how this ends. And uh, Damien Lewis is no longer the big bad, is the, the, the new phrase of the day. He's no longer the, the, the big bad. It's now Corey Stahl, my old, my old neighbor, so we didn't he didn't know we were neighbors but, but i knew we, were. <laughs> we knew george we knew yeah we, we knew he lived two houses down for me what up uh but, but i have to see how this this terrible show showtime has got this really really great business model it's like we'll just 
run that thing until it's all the way into the ground. So Billions uh, premieres this week, and I'm looking forward to that. And our, our show uh, will be airing on Friday, which is the Friday before the AFC and NFC Championship game, which is probably my favorite weekend of the year for NFL because it's just two, uh, it's two really, really fun home games. And I like watching home crowds like kind of lose their mind. And, and I usually root for the away team because I like when home crowds also lose. So those are two things I'm looking forward to. Uh, Dave, what about you? Um, well, I've just got one. Uh, it's a it's a new show. Uh, it's going to be on, I believe, Netflix. Yes, it's going to be on Netflix. It premieres February 3rd, and it's called Murderville. And it's uh, a Will Arnett. It's Will Arnett show. He, he is the creator, but it's based on a British show called um, Murder in Successville. And what it is, as far as I understand, there's not a trailer yet, so I just like kind of did some reading about it. Um, it's a improv like murder mystery show where he basically plays a detective and a guest star comes on every week and they like solve a murder. <laughs> um, and it, like I said, it's, it's like an improv, but some of the guests that they have, like Conan O'Brien was one that stuck out, but the big one, Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch with Will Arnett as a detective solving a murder in an improvisational comedy. Like that sounds awesome to me. So I'm looking forward to that. It premieres February 3rd on Netflix. Uh, it drops, so to speak, as I guess that's the par- the parlance of our times. Um, Murderville mm-hmm. with uh, Will Arnett. All right. Now we're going to go ahead and check in with our favorite regular producer, Mary Bess, for MB's booth. Mary Bess, take it away. Thank you so much, Dave. So I'm definitely following up on the booth from last week because, as many know, Amy Schneider, the incredible Jeopardy champion, has lost. Her winning streak at 40 games and over a million dollars has ended as of this week, and she could not be handling it with more grace. She has proven herself to be an incredible force on the show, and I cannot wait to see what she does next. So I just wanted to give some love to her because not only is she an incredibly powerful force, incredibly smart, incredibly capable, she's an incredibly powerful trans woman who has made an impression on everyone who's watched her on the show. And she says that since her transition in 2017, she's made a point to say yes to new experiences, quote, because there was so much that I denied myself for so long. I'll give anything a shot now. And it's a real shame that people in these communities, incredible people, live so long suppressing so much of themselves because they're told that they're not accepted. And in celebration of Amy, I move on to our next story, which... If you adore her like I have, and if you want to see her do more, you're probably not going to like it. In Mississippi, my hometown, Mayor Jean McGee of Ridgeland, Mississippi, has withheld money from the Madison County Library System, $110,000. He's holding this funding for a public library system hostage because he doesn't like the LGBTQ content on the shelves. He calls it homosexual materials. He says it goes against his Christian beliefs and he won't release the money. 
which should be offensive to anyone, no matter where your beliefs lie, because libraries should be sources of education, of experience, of community, of connectedness between people through every ounce of media that we can consume. And it is heartbreaking and it makes me very angry. <laughs> so I just wanted to bring some light to this story brought to me by LGBTQ Nation. And I would love to encourage listeners who see this kind of power grab as a disgusting display to reach out to Mayor Jean McGee's office via telephone by 601-856-7113. That is how you can reach Mayor Jean McGee of Ridgeland, Mississippi at City Hall. And just tell him what you think. If you're from Mississippi like me, please call as often as possible. And if you're not, call anyway. Because people like this need to know that their actions have consequences. And also, in addition to that, you can donate to the Madison County Library System, which I encourage everyone to do if you can give just a little bit to help this library system keep information on the shelves that will enrich the lives of every child that walks through and teach them that a lived experience is made richer by accepting others' lived experiences. And you can go to mclsms.org forward slash get dash involved dot php to donate to the Madison County Library System or volunteer if you're near there. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much, Mary Bess. All right. Now, George is going to tell our listeners what we got going on on our next show. George. Uh, Dave, thank you. Our next show is February 11th with author humorist uh mike Sachs, and if we remember on the show we have to get mike to do his baltimore accent which is unbelievable i'll remember i'm in for that um <laughs> love a baltimore accent uh all right now we're gonna go ahead and round out this show i want to say thank you to all of our listeners thank you to george thank you to producer mary bess thank you to our designer amanda zeller and thank you to Alan Kid, Nate88, and Kazo Oslo for our theme. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Know Your Roles wherever you get your podcasts. And everybody, please be safe and consider purchasing some N95s or KN95s, whatever uh, whatever you like. Yeah, and uh, bundle up. I see a lot of you folks just wearing like regular jackets. It's cold out there, guys. Thanks, Dad. Thanks.